If you had to have either a cat that lived 90 years mm-hmm. that you only kind of liked or a dog that lived four years but you loved it so much, which would you have? Um, probably a cat because that's kind of what it's like anyway. And a dog is a lot of work. I mean... But the dog would be your truest love of all. And the cat, you'd like never even, you'd never even get halfway there. I feel like that kind of sums up my relationships with cats nonetheless. Really? Yeah. I mean, like Waldorf, RIP, I miss you every day. Continental. Like my sweet baby boy, my giant angel. <laughs> um, that was like, I truly with my whole heart loved him. But even that I was like, mm, I don't know if he truly cared. I love Blue more than anything in this entire world. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, what about you? I don't know. I think I'd still pick a dog if it was, like, I I love Blue more than anything in the world. He's a good boy. He's the best tiny son I've ever had. But if I had to live with a cat for 90 years that I only sort of, like, tolerated, I don't think I could do that. Yeah, but the heartbreak of losing, I don't know. I wouldn't want to, because for me, like, after I've lost pets that I've really loved, yeah, it's like I'll never love again. So like I feel like, you know, like there'll never be like another bun for me. Oh, bun. so true. Although true. I cherish my memories, it's like, is it bad or to have loved and lost? Like then to have never loved, then to a have cat. never for ninety years had a cat. Yeah, and for me, question of the week. It's like no. The cat won't end up liking me no matter how much I love it. So I might as well, you know, ride it out. Yeah, ride it out. That cat's going to outlive us all. <laughs> 90 years is a long time. You know what? I it am should tie. be so lucky. Uh, we, Guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bit of a time. Hoo-hoo. It's been a week Welcome to joy, full of grief, oh. full of scary things a lot and sad things we've got a lot of things to catch you guys up on i mean we skipped last week 99.9 percent of them i'm not gonna tell you guys right but, but we do have some great stuff say, we have some pertinent time stuff. it's yeah. been a time it's we been took a, time. a hot week off because my sister rachel got married by the time this, yes mazel mm-hmm. by the time this is up on the old internets my brother tommy will have also That's been married right so there's a lot of like double double weddings, a lot of fun. They did not wed each other tragically. Yeah, oh, I wish. I know it would be Sad. a match made in hell, though. Well, Pat and Zoe can get married. No, <laughs> <laughs> would they love that? I feel like it would be a, a marriage of friends. Yeah, a, a Will and Grace. No, they did. Were they married? I have no. I've never seen Will and Grace. Yeah, I didn't really. My uh, undergrad had the set of Will and Grace in its library. Really. Wait, what do you mean? Yes. What does that mean? Exactly what I said. What kind of library has a set? Emerson College Library has a set inside of it. And we were, I, I remember that year because we were all really mad because instead of that, we wanted useful things. It was like a full constructed set? It was the set. Isn't it just like a living room though? Yeah. Behind glass in the middle oh, of so the you, library. But but you couldn't go, like, hang out in it. No. Oh, yeah, that is frustrating. It was very, very stupid. I would have even taken just, like, more books. More books would have been good. Yeah, or just, like, a couch that you can sit on. I don't care if yeah. Eric McCormick's butt has touched it. I don't care at all whose butt has been on what. Yeah, well, 
I mean, hey. What? Is that offensive to I wouldn't go to that butts? far. <laughs> <laughs> there are some people who was, but I care has been on what? Wait. You know. I follow. Yeah, I follow you. Thank you. I've, I've, I've got you. There's a fly we're killing. I got it. You know, I got this is it. a telltale sign that there's a demon near, but you know, I'm just going to ignore it. Ugh, yeah, as if there haven't been enough signs already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, guys. Uh, we've been pretty jovial and, like, talking all funs about Halloween month. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun, fun. There's some demons truly afoot. They're Ooh, everywhere. This is a cursed, cursed ass <laughs> This is week. a cursed ass week. I will say, yep. though, we did last week one of the most mm-hmm. fun things that I would say I'd I've done in my whole life. In life. Also, I've never felt so alive and full of, I like, I felt delight, like myself joy. for the first and only time in my whole life. Yeah, this was, like, my personal mm. coming out as someone who wants to be in cemeteries yeah. at night all the time. Yeah, yeah. We went to Sleepy Hollow, and yep. we did a Sleepy Hollow cemetery tour, the Murder and Mayhem, Murder and Mayhem. guided tour. Shout out to Lauren. Laura? Lauren. Laura. I think it I was no one idea. of them. It was one of them. Mm-hmm. But... I think it's Laura. She... Was our tour guide on Murder and Mayhem. Oh, and my God. It, oh, my heart is full, I bursting my, with yeah, love for and her. And I, I see the two of us in her. I mm-hmm. wish she would mentor us. I she wish she would guide us. was so wry and mm-hmm. so smart. Oh, my gosh. And loved murder. And she was just she walking. she acted things out. She acted things out. She was, we all had kerosene lamps. Okay. Picture it. Yeah. You're in a giant 90-acre park with rolling fields, gorgeous mausoleums that look like mansions. Mm-hmm. Like, it is spooky. There are wrought iron fences everywhere, big old oaks, it's giant willows. very old. Yeah. A whistling wind. There's a hooting owl. Mm-hmm. There is a distant train. It is a crisp night. Like a cool 54. Yeah. Perfect temps. It is maybe even a little misty. Yep, there's and some crunchy leaves yeah, on the ground. Yeah, perfect night to wear a Patagonia. Yes, and a nice beanie. Yeah, and so we're all wearing our little beanies, mm-hmm. and then you get a kerosene lamp. And it's just creaking as and you it's go. Creaking. It's creaking as you go. It's heavy enough, mm-hmm. but not too heavy. Yep, and you're just, you're walking in a line. Smelling like kerosene. Mm-hmm. Laura's guiding you betwixt the headstones. She doesn't even need a lamp. She doesn't need a map. She can basically either see in the dark or has the entire cemetery memorized. She definitely has it memorized, especially the murder graves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She also did something. We went, like, off-roading. She mm-hmm. had us walk over some recently restored and toppled over gravestones yep. that was not allowed. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate that. It Thank you, Laura. It was so incredible. Yeah. And I would do it every single night, honestly, mm-hmm. if I Me could. Too. It was uh, life-affirming in mm-hmm. the best way because the only things that make me feel uh, like anything yes. are things that are scary and, like, macabre. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, oh, yes, here I am. I'm alive at last. Do you know why that is? Because I do. I don't. Would you tell me? I was is reading an article. Clinical depression? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read an article that said that people with, like, higher levels of anxiety and uh-huh. live in a state of terror all the time yes. like you know or sadness all the time uh they i guess measured like the brain wavelengths with something yeah uh in right. people that don't express having those feelings mm-hmm. and then versus people who are like i'm horribly anxious i'm very depressed yeah in haunted houses and people that had a normal emotional life Mm -hmm. their um, anxiety and like fear response would like peak and then stay that way Mm -hmm. and then 
kind of like they'd stay in this state of stress. Yeah. But for people like us who enjoy being scared, it's all it's the only thing. It I'm like enjoying. shocks our system into like a rush of adrenaline and endorphins, mm-hmm. which is like, oh good. Anything but what I usually yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah. I finally am awake yeah. for one sh- shining, yeah. glimmering moment. Or just, like, a break from the everyday hell Yeah, into, like, at least just a different hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a that's why we like it. Hell. Well, and it's, it's actually, we register it differently in our brains. It does make me feel um, calm. Mm-hmm. I, I remember a few weeks ago mm-hmm. I watched um, Funny Games, the American version, yep. to, to chill myself out. Um, yeah, I was talking to my cousin this week and we were swapping, uh, movie, like scary movie recommendations. So also, you know, you guys, if you have a good scary movie rec, email it to us. You've said it once. To us. We'll say it a thousand times. We'd love to know Still gotta what go you're watching. See it. Still gotta see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, re- I listened to a really good episode of Stuff to Blow Your Mind about the science behind it. Really? Yeah, I really, it was great. It was cool. great. Cool. You know, I would like to learn more about the science behind why people are scared of clowns. Um, They discuss it a bit in that, and their conclusion is that, so it's cholerophobia is the fear of clowns. Okay. And apparently it's not in, um, I forget the order of the letters, it's like the DSM something, the giant, giant, giant book of, you know, the diagnoses. Mm -hmm. That's not a phobia that's in there. So oh. they are like any fear of clowns has to be traced back to a trauma, a clown related trauma. Oh my god! Like people are not born afraid of clowns. Sure, it's a pure conditioning thing. So like wow. something bad has to happen in order for you to fear a clown, which could include seeing a movie where a clown is scary when you're very right. young, or being in your formative years and seeing and having a clown come to your house for your birthday or something. Right. Being exposed to a clown and having, you know, like yeah. pretend you're a kid and a clown comes to your birthday party and like it's an old creepy drunk guy. Like, yeah, right. you're probably going to be afraid of clowns. I'm not afraid of clowns. Mm-hmm. But I, as a child, had a very real fear of um, people inside of large like like Chuck E. Cheese people. Yeah. Like mascot suits. I hate I hate them. Still. A lot of times if you go on like Amazon in the product shots, if you zoom in, you can see it a sad person's eyes behind oh my God. the mesh. Honestly, I actually think that that would have made me feel better as a kid to see because mm. the reason I didn't like mascots is because I knew there was a person in there whose emotions I couldn't read. And so oh. I couldn't like... I couldn't, like, use my social, I don't know, my animal instinct to see what this person could be doing to me or thinking. Yeah. That that actually makes a lot of sense. So it really bothered me. Um, I have an incredible, I got a series of yeah life-changing, I would say, texts from Kiri. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, Kiri. Um, and I'm just going to read them because I don't know how to... I don't know how to say it without just reading these. So Just say, just go on. Kiri, my new assistant is talking to my mom about ghosts. She's Filipino and said she got cursed by tree dwarves in her foot. And then a <laughs> witch doctor cured her. And her mother has a third eye and can see ghosts. Pause. 
Wikipedia link to Duende mythology, D-U-E-N-D-E. And she said, this is what cursed her. And then uh, there's a little bit of me freaking out. And I said, how do you realize your foot is cursed, not just injured? Kiri says, she went to the hospital, dude, and they said there was nothing (laughs) wrong with her. And then her aunt took her to a witch doctor and, like, rubbed a bunch of plants on her and said some witch prayers. Then she held a candle upside down over water. (laughs) And the wax dripped and hardened into the shapes of these duende, and that's how she knew she had them. Oh, wow. And apparently she had angered them because they live in big trees and you're not supposed to play on the trees. And she played on the trees and was jumping all over them like a fool. Oh, my God. That's why Um, they cursed her in the foot. Yeah, right in the foot. And uh, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. But it was. um, That's amazing. Like, that was maybe my favorite um, series of messages to ever receive. I believe her. I believe her, too, and I especially believe her if Kiri believes her. Yeah. <laughs> because Kiri also watches a lot of ghost adventures, and, mm-hmm. you know, she knows what's up. Yeah. Um, I That's just incredible. Like to see the the candle wax drip in the shape of the, of the yeah. tree dwarves. We should I try it. We should were. do whatever witch prayers those are and drip a candle and see if it— I don't think it works it, if you're not cursed by one, though. But um, I guarantee that we're cursed by something. It'll reveal, you know, whatever is cursing us. The what hex? if it just comes out in the shape of my own face? That's fine. And it's like, you're your own worst enemy. It'll probably just be like, Steph, you are lactose intolerant. It'll just be a milk carton. I think you can, I think you just admitted it to yourself just here and now. I know, but I don't want it to be true. None of us want it to be true, but, I know. It, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's good of you to have taken this first step and said it. Yeah. Cursed by the demon of lactose. You know, we're all, we've all got a, a, a thing. We've all got a food that we love that we can't have. And the demon of the gluten. Well, yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of things. There's so many things. I'm mostly cursed by, like, and this isn't, like, an allergy or anything, but, like, I I have a bottomless appetite, so, like, I could keep going forever. That's but, a like, gift. But then I'll, like keep getting fat so shut up you know it's, it's just a like beautiful gift mm, i don't know anyway wait didn't you also have a ghost oh, thing yeah. that somebody told you uh so this past week my students were giving informative speeches mm-hmm. because i teach people how to talk mm-hmm. as a job and one of my students went up and gave a speech he was from a small village in africa and he was telling us about his people and it was going, yeah, as you would expect, right? Mm-hmm. Sharing different customs, sharing different traditions, mm-hmm. differences, like compare and contrasting living in New York yeah. versus being um, Massa, M-A-S-S-A. Mm-hmm. And then he said, oh, like as an afterthought, oh, and after 6 p.m., no one's allowed to walk by themselves. Everyone has to walk in twos. You would think for safety reasons. But you'd be wrong. Because then what he said was, this is because after 6 p.m., the witches and the warlocks can get you. Mm-hmm. And this is where... This is where your ears perked up. This is where I stopped grading. And <laughs> I was a your true... Your pencil fell from your yeah, hand. Yeah, I was a true listener. 
I was I was compelled to just at that point. I, I mean, we're like. That was it. I was like, you have all the authority now. I'm no longer the <laughs> teacher in this room. Tell me more about that witch. And he said, he also kept saying, I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds like, crazy. you like, it doesn't. Keep telling me. Yep. But I swear it's true. And he said that he knew it was true because his cousin was cursed by this witch. Oh, my God. Because he was walking alone one night. And I think walk like past the village witch's house. Mm-hmm. And you'd also okay, think, why wait, doesn't the I'm village sorry, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they know where she lives, why do they let her live there? Because the way he talked about his like, like the whole village and these peoples, it seemed like they had a high regard for human life and won't even attack the witch. They don't also, have to attack her, but they could evict her. They could well, gently evict also her. Also like a lot of respect for women. And I think that... Send the other women over to be like, hey. It seemed like they were just like, this is just something like every village has a witch. And if we evict this one, another one's just going to pop up. I so feel like they. The witch you know is better than the witch you don't. Witch apologists. I don't even know. Anyway. But anyway, so like his cousin did something to witch. <laughs> the witch cursed him, made him really sick. And nobody mm-hmm. could do anything about it. They so should have he said, dripped a candle upside down on his foot. Well, what they did was they gathered the entire family, all extended relatives, went over to the witch's house and literally begged her, like crying and yelling, begged her to release his soul. And then my student said, and then the witch said, I release him. And he was fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's a happy ending. I completely, completely <laughs> believe that this happened. I also believe it because another afterthought, he started to like, you know, go into the conclusion section of his speech. And then he, and then he said again, oh, I almost forgot. Also, the way to ward off the witch is to have is to scar yourself. And he lifted up his sleeve and he had a giant scar oh, on the outside of his shoulder. And I was like. What? Like, do you have to get the scar in life? Are you purposefully scarred? And he said, yes. He was, you're purposefully scarred. He said his grandmother did that scar. And they usually, they're on their faces. They're like photos of this. Three um, lines lines down, like beneath the eye, Mm -hmm. but that his mother didn't want any scars on her kids' faces. So they did them on like their arms and on their back and stuff. Yeah. That's intense. And I, I would, I, there's nothing I love more than hearing about real life witch curses. Like, so cool. Please keep them coming. Oh my God. But ever, so I've started saying, like, I, I need to be a comp- es- like escorted after 6 p.m. Well, everywhere I go. I mean, that's just common sense. Yeah. Um, you also, I feel like you mentioned that in passing when Zoe mentioned my little sister, that when she was studying abroad in India, she, was witness to oh, a yeah. casual exorcism, mm-hmm. which at some point we'll get her on here talking about that. We don't have we to gotta go into save it now, it. but we gotta let Zoe tell um, it. Also, I feel like during that conversation, which was on the cemetery walk, you saw a true yep. spirit. Oh, I'm so glad that you remember this mm-hmm. because I, I mean, yeah, guys, we have this ghost podcast, and like, sure, maybe we're a little biased. Yeah, I can say. 
I wasn't looking for ghosts no. on this tour. I was just enjoying myself. I was with my pals. Yeah. It was a, a lot fun of it's time. Looking, looking at the ground, trying to walk, trying and to not walk. Trip. Also, uh, a lot of it was me just yelling at Robin, "Close the gap because you lag behind." I had to take <laughs> a good photo of Leona Helmsley's mausoleum. It yeah. was incredible. And Laura told us to close the gap because you don't want to be lost in, lose in the cemetery. Guys. At one point, we were walking along, and I saw you know one of the giant trees, and mm-hmm. like to the right of me, and I saw. I saw something. It was, like, down a little hill. Yeah, it was, like, down a little hill, but I saw it kind of higher up by the tree line. So I saw something, and I stopped, and I sort of just looked at it. I was like, huh. And Zoe said, what is it? And I said, I thought I saw something, but I I know there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. And I started to walk. Yeah, and at the time, we were all like, whatever. Yeah, even I'm like, no, there's nothing over there. Yeah. Then Laura at, she's so far in front less, of us. Less than 10 seconds later. Because Robin likes to lag and get lost. Sorry. No, it's good for the story now because she's so far ahead of us and we hear her yell, I saw a ghost right over there and mm-hmm. points exactly where I had yeah, just been she, looking. Yeah. She's like, one time I was over here at night and I saw a ghost right over there. And points at the exactly, very spot. Exactly where I just thought I saw something. Mm-hmm. And Zoe's like, isn't that exactly where you... And I was like, yeah, 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 it is. But at the time, again, we were all like, let's just keep we going. Just just keep keep walking. Walking. Just we just keep walking. We just keep walking. Yeah. Uh, and just for the record, guess what it looked like? A, a sheet? A person under a sheet? Nope. Oh. It looked like a right angle triangle with two long <laughs> rectangles underneath you it. You tell me that. Yep. <laughs> I forgot about that. Right angle triangle... Ghosts are almost two long rectangles, entirely just geometry underneath it. Yep, <laughs> geometry coming in handy. At I last. kept, I kept trying to remember like what it was that I thought I saw, mm-hmm. and it it seemed like it was in the. It looked like a walking motion, mm-hmm. but I know that I'm imposing that. Yeah, and I know that what I just saw was a. a Triangle and two rectangles. It sounds to me like a like a stick figure drawing almost, but like three D. Sort of. I'll I'll do an artist rendering. Do of an this. artist rendering, and we'll yeah. post it on the ground. Yeah, we'll see if like, have you seen this ghost? Yeah, we'll just do just yeah. a rectangle Wanted. and two triangles. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah. A lot. I mean, it was. Oh God, we also missed by one day the sold out oh. event. That is my dream event that I guess they only do once a year. So sad because I would go, I would drop everything. Every weekend. Um, it's called Drink, I think it's Drinks with the Dead. Something. And they let people into like the Rockefeller Mausoleum. And the Archibald's Mausoleum. They ha- yeah, yeah. And they have a, um, like a champagne cocktail party where you get to hang out in there. And they explain all the cool shit that's so in there. awesome. Yeah, all the mosaics and oh, I really wish we had in the somehow known is. that that was happening. I know. Well, now we know for next year. We do, we do. Um, do you have a ghost yeah. for me? Oh boy. I do have a ghost. <laughs> I also quickly want to mention the ghost that I chose not to do today. <laughs> which, um, I'm just going to read the headline and you guys can Google it if you'd like. It's called Jeff, G-E-F. And the headline is clue to mystery of, quote, talking weasel. Schoolgirl may have powers of ventriloquism. Anyway, so 
That's a little teaser for Look Jeff. it up. Look it up. We'll post a link to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but no, my actual one today is going to be The Legend of Chloe and the Ghosts of Myrtle Plantation. Oh, ho, ho, ho. two mm-hmm. names that are just inherently haunted, Chloe and Myrtle. And Plantation. Well, sure. Real Not a name, but um, yes. Well, yeah. I mean, a name of a word. I'll, t- I'll take it. I'll take it. You can have it. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah. So almost everything I'm about to say is from Ranker.com, Wikipedia, and the Myrtle's Plantation own website. So the Myrtle's Plantation in Louisiana, classic haunted yeah. state, as is much of the South, um, said to be the home of at least 12 ghosts. Uh, yeah. What? It is often reported that 10 murders occurred in the house, but historical records only indicate, can only validate the murder of one, William Winter. He was shot and killed there in 1871 after being interrupted from teaching a group of children a Sunday school lesson. Ooh. According to legends, after being lured outside and shot by a mysterious rider who was never caught or identified... That's uh, that's a Dulahan. Yeah. Well, he was lured outside, shot. Then he went back in the house, started looking for his wife because they lived there. Started climbing up the central staircase together, or to get to her. He made it to the seventeenth step and died. So, like the reports say, an apparition of him walks, staggers, or crawls up the stairs and stops at the 17th step, trying desperately to reach his beloved, but never quite making it to her. A crawling ghost? I know, right? It's just like, I just picture it crab walking, which I don't think is right, but (laughs) it's way scarier that way. Yeah. But the most infamous Myrtle's ghost is Chloe, said to have been a slave working at the plantation when it was owned by Sarah and Clark Woodruff. And now I would like to insert a trigger warning here mm. for anybody triggered by um, sexual abuse. Um, Chloe it's was... everybody, I think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, world. Mm. Um, Chloe was said to have been raped and punished for some offense by Clark, resulting oh. in the loss of her ear. So what? she was raped, and then her ear, I think, was, like, cut off to punish her. Oh, my God. Yeah. And from then on, she would cover up with a green wrap or turban. So she always wore this green, like, Ooh, turban. Honey. So after this happened, Chloe was feeling a little fucking vengeful. As sure. you would. Yep. So... My girl Burn it down. got some oleander leaves growing on the plantation, baked a poison cake to feed to Clark, but instead his wife Sarah and both of her daughters ate it and died. So she accidentally got revenge on the wrong, like, three people. But they died. kind of revenge but, yes. on the one guy as yeah, well. it works out. Mm-hmm. I mean... But I guess what I read was that one report said that she was so scared of being punished that she drowned herself. Other reports said that the other slaves working there hanged her and then threw her into the river um, because they were scared of being punished if, you know, I don't know, I don't know. Um, but like scapegoat, they yeah. just had to like sacrifice the right. one for the many. Right. God. But, so Chloe is 
said to be the woman in the green turban haunting the grounds. She's the most famous one. Um, It was also customary at the time in the South, as you may know, if you've watched one of my favorite movies, Skeleton Key. Skeleton Key. Customary to cover all the mirrors in a home after the people who live there die. Kate Hudson, that's your best film. Oh, um, but this was not done to one mirror in particular in the plantation, and now it's believed the souls of Sarah and her daughters are trapped inside. Awesome. And people have claimed to see handprints on the mirror coming from the That's other the side best. of it. So in 1992, the owner of the plantation photographed what appeared to be a slave girl standing between two of the buildings on the plantation. National Geographic Explorer later determined the photograph definitely contained what appeared to be an apparition of what they verified to be a slave. What? So they used the photograph in their documentary that they made about the plantation later, and they suggested that the photo be made into a postcard that the plantation sell, and it's now, like, their most famous thing. They Show call it, me. it the Chloe postcard. Show I will. Me. I actually don't have it on hand, Aww. but I will. Sorry. Um... Somebody get one for us, please. Yeah, send us one. Go visit it. Send it. Um, another apparition. I'm going to hit you with a ton of ghosts right now because, as I me. said, there are 12 that live there. Yep. Another apparition of a different young girl referred to as the ghost girl of the Myrtles Plantation. Not very clever. I know. It's like, come on. It's come like your cat cat. Um, she often appears in photographs on the property wearing, like, a little outfit. Um, there's the ghost of a different young girl who died there in 1868 after being treated by a local voodoo practitioner. She supposedly appears in the room in which she died and has been reported to try practicing voodoo in people sleeping in the room. Awesome. Imagine waking up and a ghost is trying to voodoo you. Yeah, that's fucking terrifying. That's really scary, but I also like it. Yeah, I'd be like, what are you doing, girl? Yeah. Tell me. Like, I'll help heal you. me. Yeah. <laughs> Get this uh, curse off my foot. What ingredients do you need? Mm-hmm. Um, the house is also reputedly built over a Native American burial ground, Aww. and the ghost of a young Native American woman has been reportedly seen. During the Civil War, this house has, has it all. During the Civil War, the house was ransacked by Union soldiers, and legend claims that three of them were killed in the house. Supposedly, the result of that is there's a blood stain in the doorway the size of a human body that cannot be cleaned no matter how much people try. Ooh, I love shit yeah. like blood that can't be cleaned because yeah. it's like, you know, it's, it's like a symbol now. It. Yeah. And it's it's a it's it's basically a ghost. Yeah. That blood is a ghost. Well, some people have also said that they can't even physically move a mop or broom into the space where the blood stain is. Like it what? like resists it. Yeah. There's like a force field. Yeah. And then wow. here are some real life trip advisor reviews of things that have happened. You there. love doing this. I know, I do, it's because great. I want to hear what the people yeah. have seen. <laughs> um you can also search by keyword on TripAdvisor, yeah. so I'm like ghost <laughs> Okay. Uh TripAdvisor says people have reported a candle flew across a room during the history tour. Oh. Footsteps heard coming up and down the haunted staircase. Orbs everywhere, many of which could be seen without a camera. The winter's room were full of them. Oh. A chair drug across the room in the middle of the night. A towel placed on the floor in the judge's suite was folded and returned to the shelf on its own. Something poked me in my back while I slept and then laid across my mom's legs. And mm. then this one I found most troubling. My husband woke up in the middle of the night to see a girl in a dress standing next to the bed smiling at him. 
He rolled over to tell me the little girl was there, and when he looked back to see her, she was gone. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, any ghost smiling, I know... Maybe they're just trying to tell us I'm nice. Smiling somehow makes it worse. It's, it makes it worse. Yeah, I don't like it. And I know you. I sent you or I like shared with you that poltergeist video from a school. I that really rocked my world. I started it at work, but then mm-hmm. I was like, I can't actually do this right now. It really, really, really got me. Yeah, because also I've been um, I've been having trouble like sleeping in our house, my current my house, my haunted house. Yes. And I've just been trying to, like, not scare myself because I'm having so much trouble sleeping in it. I'm so sorry. As it is. All I do is send you. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's fine, though. It's unrelated. No, no. I feel like it's unrelated to, like, fun, scary stuff. And it's more just, like, the house is really unsettling to be in. It is. Also, I am. Good news, though, listeners. I am moving soon. The best news. Into a house that is, uh, well... Most certainly haunted. It was built in 1920. Can't be more ha- haunted than your current house. There's no That's way. That's true, but this, ha- I mean, it's so much older. It's like 100 years old almost. This house is, this house was built in 1908. This one? Yeah. Yeah. And that house was built in the 20s? Yeah, but I feel like there's been so many people in and out of it that there's, it's got to be haunted. Yeah, you never know. You're fine. It's fine. It'll be good. I hope it is. <laughs> I'm looking forward fun. to it. And just in case, just in case, I got a lot of smudge sticks. Yeah, I got yeah, a lot yeah, of cedar yeah. and lavender. I got a lot of cat, sage. You know, you're, you're good. You're good. Also, I did send Robin like four articles about how cats can see ghosts. Mm-hmm. Or I think I just sent you the one, but I have so many. And uh, there's a lot of science on this. Yeah, I mean, God, I love the cat that I live with, but there's no way, even if she saw like. The, um, the world's scariest ghost that she would lift one of her fat little legs to do a thing. Oh, they're not going to do anything. Yeah. They just can see him. I don't think she'll even want to lift her fat little head to look around. Probably not. She'll just hit me in the face and meow. Come on, I like Scully. I know, I love her. She's the best. All right, I have a... You got a ghost for me? I, I have a few. You've got the, you've got the encyclopedia I've got the encyclopedia, out. yep. Uh, encyclopedia. Can you, do, can you do a little ASMR page flip? Sure. There she is. Beautiful. There she is. Now I lost what page I am. Sorry. I loved the ghost walk so much that I created a (laughs) a sound atmosphere online using open source sounds to recreate. uh, We should give it to people. I'll put a link to it on our Twitter. We got to. It really gets immersive. That's been what I've been working to. It's so relaxing, right? Yeah, it's really great. It's really great. Yeah. Um, So today... I picked kind of like a category of ghosts Ooh, to I do. Love it. Faceless ghosts. Oh! I know. Okay, yeah. listener. I know we've discussed born without a face before, yep. but this yep. not only not <laughs> having a face is like a thing that keeps finding us in life. It's, it's true, because and we brought it up face, so many times. No face cat, yep. the chimp that ate that lady's face. Yep. There are so many of them. Kuzusaka yep. Ona also almost doesn't have a face. Like, well, there's another there's Japanese lot. face. Like, oh, yeah, I'll shit. get into it, dude. Okay. But uh, p- things without faces, uh, I think it goes back to that mascot thing that I was talking about, Probably. where if there's nothing, if I can't see... If I can't use 
your my animal instincts to animal gauge instincts if it's a threat or not. Yeah, or to like pick up on like behavioral things mm-hmm. that like somebody's doing yeah. subconsciously or unconsciously yeah. that'll be tells mm-hmm. then I can't I can't know what's about to happen yeah. to me. Oof. I just picture like a Twin Peaks, like Laura Palmer's mom opening her face and there's like Ooh. a vortex behind it. Yeah, and the best. And like, it's fine. I like that though. Oof. That's fun. Um, Hit me yeah. with it. I want to hear, you know I love a faceless. Like faceless. I don't, but like I do. Yeah, it's fun. Here's one in particular that I'm going to kick it off with. Faceless gray man of Polly's Island. Where's that? I'll tell you. Can we go to it? Uh, maybe. Polly mm. or Polly? Polly is P A W L E Y S. Okay, great. Legend of the Faceless Gray Man of Polly's Island. Oh my God. He appears just before Hurricane Strike at Polly's Island uh, off the coast of South Carolina, so we can totally go. Oh, I love it there. In times past, like before they had like the weather app and such mm-hmm. things, he like saved lives. Because we were like, oh, this is this, that faceless gray man. Mm-hmm. Hurricane must be a coming. Thousands of lives they think he saved. Oh, my God. Thank you, gray man. Thank you so much. It is believed by some that he's the ghost of Percival Polly, the founder, I guess the settler of the island <laughs> he that built, is named after. Built the island. Yeah, the man who found the island. Um, another popular explanation is that the ghost is that of an 18th century Charleston Bell's cousin and lover. <laughs> tell me. Gross. That's the one that I like, and that's the one that I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you. According to legend, the Charleston Bell was beautiful, gracious, and accomplished. Which probably meant she like could play the piano and stuff. And, and yeah, could have I had feel like her that's just language pet. for being like she was hot and smart. Yeah. Yep. It's like, okay, we got it. Mm-hmm. She could have had her pick of fine husbands. <laughs> But she disappointed her family by falling in love with a faceless man. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was going to be so excited. <laughs> with her cousin. Oh, no. A young man who is a bit of a scoundrel. Mm-hmm. The parents both agreed. Girls love a bad boy. They, had, they do. Yeah. The parents were like, we got to break up this romance. So they sent the cousin off to France. And he swore he wouldn't come back. No, he swore he would come back mm-hmm. and marry the Charleston Bell, she was informed several months later that he'd been killed in a duel. Ugh, what is worth dueling over when you got <clears throat> a bell at home? Well, we'll see if this is true. Grief-stricken, she withdrew from the world. <gasps> Sad. She, however, did seek some comfort in a male friend. Oh, girl, I mm-hmm. mean, you do what you gotta do. Who had recently been widowed. Oh. That's kind of beautiful. It is. It's kind of beautiful. The two married, and they took up residency on a nearby plantation in Mm -hmm. Charleston. From May to October that year, they lived on Polly's Island, where sea breezes kept away the mosquitoes and spread malaria to the coastal mainland. (laughs) Great. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Uh, The husband, the new husband, joined the army during the American Revolution, and in 1778, was away fighting with Francis Marion, the Swamp Fox. <laughs> I don't know how to get into that. <laughs> Another day. But, uh, guys, oh, please, if you are a historian on Francis Marion, the Swamp Fox, please email me. I would love to learn. Meanwhile, the Southern Belle went to Polly's Island for uh, 
the fever months, I guess, when people were getting the malaria. Great. While she was there, a hurricane arose and sank a brigantine, yep, off the island shore. It was thought that everybody that was on it drowned, but that night a man came ashore, arrived at the young woman's house seeking shelter. When she opened the door, she was horrified <gasps> to discover that, guess what? No. Guess who didn't die no. in a duel? Wait. And it, he knew whose house he was going to, right? No. It was a coincidence? The cousin just, yeah, coincidentally oh. happened upon this house. Because that's not their primary residence. Wait. So was he like, this is awkward. I fake my own death. Is that uh, what happened? He fucking fled. He opened the door. She was like, you. And then he fled. So he had just wanted to stay away from her. I think probably he went to France and was like, this place fucking rules. Yeah. I'm not going back to Charleston. Wow. Yeah. And he's a scoundrel, remember? Yeah, he is a scoundrel. He's a scoundrel. Yeah. So the young woman resumed her life with her husband after that. Dang. Um, oh, wait. Important to know, he f- when he fled, he went to the mainland, and then legend has it that he got malaria and died. <gasps> Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, scoundrel. Uh... They continued to go to Polly's Island, but every time she would, like, get scared and be like, oh, and her husband would be like, what are you? And she's like, just keep on thinking and seeing this guy, like this gray man. Wait, so, but for her, the gray man was her ex? Yes, and she would walk up to the person and be like, are you? And they'd turn around and have no face. (gasps) What the fuck? If my husband... Was like, hey, it's time for our summers at Polly's Island. Like, I know you don't like it there because you keep on being tormented by the faceless ghost. I would be like, we, we need I'm to find a new vacation spot. But also, yeah. I'm sorry, but after, fool me twice. You know, don't walk up to anybody and, and you know, yeah. turn, spin them about so they're facing you. You know, just, just leave them be. I do feel, though, that... It's that thing of, like, the call of the void just being like, I just need to know if, like, this one doesn't have a face. I know, but after it happens so many times, you have to assume that you're going to take an L on all of them. I may be fooled every time. Anyway, residents of Polly's Island say the gray man appeared before the hurricanes of 1822, Mm -hmm. 1893, 1916, 1954, and 1955. Wow. Then, probably, everyone had a TV and the gray man could retire. Oh, okay, so he was just there until TV existed to warn people. Sure. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Oh, well, I hope he's enjoying retirement. Me too. Um, let's get into some faceless ladies. Oh, that's my bread and butter. So this is just a general, like, information sesh about okay. faceless women in, in general. Yeah, I love it. Type of ghost who appears in hauntings, legends, folklore around the world. Duh. Doi. I don't even know why I read that part. Doi. Um, She usually strikes somebody as strikes the hauntee as a figure who would be beautiful like from the back if she but had a face yeah it's like oh I bet when they turn around Mm -hmm. they're gonna be super hot you could just contour that meatball and make it look like it's got a face yeah if you wanted but usually it's like an awesome trick where someone's like, nice, I can't wait for this lady to turn yeah, around just only like, to be like, oh my God, there's no yeah. face. Ugh. Yeah, but also really fun. Another Twin Peaks thing. Oh no, she she just 
Doesn't have eyes? I don't know. The most yeah. recent thing. Doesn't have know. eyes. Yeah. Uh, Lafcadio Hearn, one of the first Westerners to study the folklore and traditions of Japan, documented old stories from the Mujina. M U J I N A. Yeah, that sounds right. A face, uh, a faceless ghost in the form of either sex, in his book, Quaidan, Weird Tales. Ooh, I want to read. We that. should get that. Yeah. Uh, published in 1904. Nice. One story came from a merchant who, and it takes place in Tokyo on the Kinokunazaka, a slope of the. Akasaka Road. You're doing great. I don't know, guys. I don't know. <laughs> You're doing know. great. It resembles um, more contemporary versions of, like, this is, like, the most common faceless woman story is somewhat like this. Okay. According to this merchant, he was hurrying up the slope late one night when he saw a woman crouched by the moat. Ooh, already red flag. Yeah, also, already, I'm kind of like, is it a banshee? Well, yeah. Let me let me at that. Let me touch that tit. I'll get one wish. <laughs> let me put that titty in mm-hmm. my mouth. Give I'll get a wish. wish. I'll Give get a wish. wish. But on closer inspection, it's just a woman weeping bitterly. Ugh, a useless crying. Crying, <laughs> crying. She was young, slender, well-dressed, wore her hair in a style that indicated she was well-to-do. We would not pass. Both of our hairs are not. No, none, well of, to none do of us right now. are styled to look well to do. From no, any if anything, angle. they'd be like, "Oh, that's just a crying lesbian over there." <laughs> they'd be yeah. like, "Look at that sad <laughs> gutter." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gutter kindergarten teacher. Yeah, oh, God. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. He stopped you to offer beautiful. her. So do you. I don't you look that. great. <laughs> he stopped to offer her, but no. We'll. we'll I'll just get into it later. <laughs> Everyone keeps on, I don't know, short hair is a thing that people just judge things about. I know, dude. I it's know. It's a whole thing. It's a thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> so the merchant stopped to offer her assistance. She just continues crying. How could she cry with no face? Well, she's hiding her face with long sleeves of her garment, so I guess she has one of those. Oh, I like, don't like that. Like sleeves that. Like a I don't bell imagine, sleeve. yeah, like a bell sleeve. I was imagining that, like the sleeve just goes on forever <laughs> for like six like, feet, like an elephant trunk, just like a prank, like or high fashion <laughs> yeah. one. So she has like bell sleeves, and she's hiding her face in. He continues to be like, "Please, please, don't cry, don't At cry." Least it was a sleeve and not her long stringy hair. Oh, yeah, thank God. Um, he's like, "Please, just let me help you. Like, I can't leave you here crying mm-hmm. by a moat. You look well to do." Yeah. Suddenly, she turns her head towards him, <gasps> stroking her face. No! He sees that she has no face. Short the fuck. So oh. that would be like, ah, I'm crying, I'm crying, I'm crying. I have no face, I have no face. Just stroking where the face should be. Wait, did you, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but did you see the cake topper at Rachel's wedding? I did. It's really because scary. Because they also don't have faces. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I mean, they do, but they're potato I lo- faces. I do love them, Potato face I, monsters. I hate I it, them. but I love it. Anyway, keep going. Um, that's kind of like a melting face, though, which is also fun. It's, oh, it's, a, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So she just is stroking where her face should be with mm-hmm. her hands. The I merchant. Wonder, I wonder if the muscles still move in the way a normal face would. 
and there's no features. Like, I would you be able to see like a smiling like, motion, or just like a just a smooth roundness? I think without the skeletal structure of the face, why would any of that exist? It would just so be like one so, long so, bicep muscle. So then that. you're yeah. assuming that there's no no skull. Or yes. not a tr- Okay. I'm the way that I see this is that it may as well be like a moon face, like just nothing. Just a flat roundy. Okay. Mhm. Like a like river the skull. back of the skull on the front. Oh. I don't like it at all but like imagine someone making a crying sound but there's no orifices I know I don't like it yeah I hate it so much the merchant uh, so he freaks out obviously he screams he ran ran up the Kino Kunizaka the merchant dared not look behind him, and he didn't stop until he saw the gleam of a lantern. Mm-hmm. My was new he favorite like, accessory. But I would still go out with her because she had beautiful long hair. Yeah, just keep, just always. I'm only looking at the back of you. Mm-hmm. Um, it proved to belong to a soba man. This is just someone that sells soba noodles. Yeah, and uh, who was resting on the, on the side of the road? The merchant flung himself down beside the man, out of breath. He told the soba man about the girl, adding, I cannot tell you what she showed me. Oh, God. The soba man says, was it anything like this that she showed you? Shut up. While he's stroking his own face, the merchant saw the man had no face. And then the light in the lantern goes out. Oh, my fucking God. That's so terrifying. Is that yeah. how the story ends? Yup. Wait. <laughs> I hate that. Yup. I hate it a lot. Ooh, I don't like it. Was it anything like this? I like how also, even with Kuji Saka Ona, it was, it was, it's always like spooky questions. Like, do you think I'm beautiful? Yeah. It's what like, about oh, now? do you think I'm beautiful now? What about now? God, why? But how does the sound come out of the no face? That's the one of the scariest parts. I don't like it. I don't like it at all, oh my God. friend. Mm-mm. Oh my god! There's another one too. Tell me. In Hawaii, I my dream place. Yeah, a faceless woman began appearing in Honolulu, at the Waiale Drive-in. Probably a result of that haunted-ass Tiki Idol, Brady Bunch, shout-out. Brady Bunch. In, so at this drive-in in 1959, a newspaper article reports rumors that a girl had encountered one such ghost in the restroom in the drive-in. Oof, you hate to hear that. A drive-in restroom faceless ghost? No. That's real, Mm -hmm. real bad. Yeah. According to uh, one version, the girl went into the restroom, saw another woman standing in front of the mirror, Combing her long, beautiful hair. Ugh, always with the hair. Mm-hmm. The girl approached. The woman turned slightly. The girl saw she had no face. Mm-hmm. So frightened, she had a breakdown and had to be hospitalized. That, honestly, is that the most me. correct response <laughs> yeah. that I have heard so far. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> In another version of the story, the girl went into the bathroom about midnight to refresh her lipstick. God, I hope she got to pee before she saw the I thing. really hope so. 
In the mirror, she saw a figure behind her with long <gasps> no. hair and no face. Yep. <laughs> then she observed that the figure had no legs. What? When she what? turned around, no one was there. She so screamed like the and fainted. Top half of a mannequin. Well, that's the thing: is that there's the faceless ghost, and then there's in Hawaii, there's another version where it's a faceless, legless ghost. So it's a floating torso with arms and no face, that which is is fucked, way man. worse. So fucked. Because then you're like, how would you even get here? It's just like floating around, like two arms clamping you. I don't I like mean, it. I mean, my first cue would be, how do you float? Tell me how to float. Yeah. Whether or not these stories are true, they are. <laughs> which they are, yes. Um, other sightings of the faceless woman were reported at the drive-in. After the drive-in was torn down to make way for a housing development, the faceless woman, and often the legless one as well, mm-hmm. were sighted around Oahu. I don't know if that's how you say it. Oahu, I think. Oahu. She appeared at a wedding reception. Mm. At a Waikiki hotel, a in a shopping mall, guest. Mm-hmm. and at Kapiolani Community College. Sightings continue to this day. Dang. Yeah, man. That's the price you pay to go to paradise. Yeah, I feel like right now, we could not be faceless women. The requirement is long, long hair. Long hair, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, like put together, looking classy. Yeah. I'm wearing a stained sweatshirt right we now. We are both wearing large green sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. am wearing knockoff Adidas brand track pants. I'm wearing what I think are maternity jeans. I need new jeans. Mine are too tight. <laughs> for the record, for those who don't know me, I've, I've never been pregnant, so I don't know why I have That we know of. That we know of. That we know of. Oh, Stone man. babies well, are real. And except with your cake, the son, who, the, that's a whole thing. <sighs> I can't believe you brought that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm more ashamed of that than now anything in the world. you're going to tell it real quick. Really, really, really fast. Okay. Once I ate a cake that was so delicious, I dreamed that it was my it's son. Like, it was her son. And in the dream, it was like a house in the future where I had a family. I was old. I was like, not old, but I was like, like had a 60. Life, yeah. I had a life. I had, I had my own kids. They were visiting. They were out of the house. I look over, I see a cake. It was Rachel's birthday cake. (laughs) Uh, Actually, Robin's sister, Rachel's birthday cake. I look over, I see the very cake that we had that night on a chair. And in my dream, I think to myself, oh, my son is here. (laughs) And then I, the the dream continues. It's just a party in my house. And he's just your son. And he's just around. He's on the mantle. I'm like, oh, there there he is talking to so-and-so. And he's normal dream, but my son is this cake. <laughs> yep. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I loved a cake so much that I would die for it. Wow. Yeah. I lo- Strong stance. It's not a stance. It's just I'm I'm not in control. Yeah, I get that. It's you know, my feelings. When you bond to something, it's like that's how it is. I loved that cake so I guess much. When I, I have dreamed kids it was someday, my son. I'll understand. <laughs> yeah, I think you will. I think you will, but I can't wait now for Rachel's birthday every year so I can see my son just one more time. It's not the same cake every year, dude. Some of the time, though, it is. Some of the time it is. Yeah. I'll make sure it is this year, too. It's coming up. Oh, so soon. Most wonderful day of the year. Yes. Oh, my son comes home. Ooh, I also found in the pantry at my parents' house today a set of press-on Halloween nails. Even if we don't do anything on Halloween this year, which I do think we should go to a haunted house or something. We should. We should. I am going to wear these nails. 
Okay. So, yeah. Let's do it. And I, I have a pizza costume that I might wear. And then nice. I also have that raccoon onesie that I could wear. So, nice. you know, we've got some options. we got some options for sure. I think we should just wear those to work no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've got the sloth onesie as well at work. Great. Yeah. We're, we're all set. Yeah, I think I miss Stevie Nick's costume if we have something like important to go to, but I don't think it's just will. every day. Oh my god, wait, I don't think you've updated people since you saw the Norseman yet again. Oh, yeah, guys, we'll <laughs> close on this. I saw the Norseman one last time. No, it's not the last time, it may not be the last time. I was going into the city on a Saturday, I was just like, you know, not expecting to see the Norseman because it's not a weekday, we're not going to work. Sure, lo and behold, train stops. Who should get on? My Viking king. Maybe he's a ghost. I have considered that. Yeah. He gets on the train, and at first I'm shocked because he's not in a three-piece suit. Yeah. He's in, like, a smoking jacket and a nice button-down. Oh, and his, like, like, casual wear. Yeah, which is still just, like, LLB model level of, Dream. like, the best person. Gets on, <laughs> and he's like, oh, hello. And then I say... Business or pleasure? <laughs> you psychopath. I'm sorry to use that. Word. No, I'm. I'm. You're not wrong because then his face like contorts so and he's good. like, "What?" Okay, you know what? That's payback on him for asking. Are you? <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, he's like, "What? What?" And I'm like, then I over-explain. I'm like, "Oh, because it's Saturday and we're not usually on the train." And you're clearly dressed not in a three-piece suit. Oh my God. And I'm here. And, then he, <laughs> and also I'm yeah. here. And then he told me he was going into a museum on his day off. And I said, I love you. <laughs> Under my breath. I love and, you. I'll see you at our house that we share. Mm-hmm. Then I told him I was going in for a premiere. Yeah. Of something that I made. Premier. And he asked about it. And I was like, oh, you know what? You can find, uh, find out more on this. Uh, here's my business card. And I handed him the book. my business card. And that's when I should have said, this could be for business or okay. pleasure. That would have been the wrong thing to do. You should have said, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do when I see him again. Other than be like, did you save my business card? Like, I don't know. Do you need another? I mean, I think that the only solution is, I mean, now we're fully in the season where it's okay to be wearing velvet, silk, lace, shawl, caftan. Maybe not a caftan, but, um, you know, you you can really go to town wearing, like, like a variety of of cable knitted things and yes. and woven tights and dresses mm-hmm. and just layers upon layers and I think that you should really lean into the Stevie Nicksness of your wardrobe. Yeah, looking like a witch. Yeah, yeah. Not difficult for me to do. No, yeah. I think it's just it's the time. It's finally not like eighty degrees anymore as God, of like fuck it. ten minutes ago. Yeah. Thank goodness. So, yeah. Yeah, but, I'm just gonna uh, break out all my shawls. Mm-hmm. And make it work. Yeah. Gonna put myself way out there. Pocket tambourine. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I went just on a, just casting nets in case. I went just, on a hike yeah. with my mom yesterday, and I couldn't find a whistle to bring, so I, <laughs> I brought a little bicycle bell. Oh my god, that <laughs> would work. Like, this is so sad. That would work against bears. If I was ever hiking alone, I put bells on my shoes. That is 
So will it scare the bear? Is that the goal? No, they just don't want to be startled by you. If they hear you coming, they'll just leave. See, I brought this so I could use it as a whistle in case I needed to be, like, rescued from the bear. Sure, okay. But then I felt really stupid once I had it because I was like, I'm not going to, like, have time to reach in my bag and, like, learn how to use this bicycle bell. My mom used to make me take, like, a rape whistle to the mailbox to get mail. Oh, wow. Well, you have a long driveway. But, like, but there's nobody there. Well, that, exactly. But you know what? It was after 6 p.m. Yeah, Any you witch could have gotten twos. me. Any witch could have gotten me. What's your tip this week? Oof. I don't know if I have it in keep me to get a tip this week. Keep trying to live and be just, okay. <laughs> um, just keep on keeping on. Yep. <laughs> what about you? I think mine is uh, just a practical tip, like try to get enough sleep and eat a good breakfast. Oh, I did find, I pulled up the Chloe postcard while while you were um, great, speaking great, earlier. Great. It's less terrifying than I expected, but it is cool. I guess my other tip would be um, I'll stop sending you terrifying things. Never, um, never stop sending me that. So there you can see the outline of oh, her wow. between the houses. What? Yeah. I love this. Oh, I guess my tip would be if you have a chance to go on a guided lantern tour. Yeah. Jump at that chance. It's, Do it. You're going to have the time of your life. That's it's a great so tip. so fun. We can uh, fully endorse Sleepy Hollow Cemetery yes. Tours. Yes, I will go to bat for them any day. They're the best. I would just uh, quit my life for a career as a I Sleepy think, Hollow Cemetery Tour. I think it's in our tour. future to, to be the yeah. Laura's. Oh, of, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, some years from now. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody. Ooh. Anyway, um, yeah, we love you guys. Thank you so much. We we will see you in hell. We will see you in hell. And, um, yeah, tweet us at SpiritPod. That's Email us. Podcast at gmail.com. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Just everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, we love you. We love you. Send us spooky stories. Send us movies that you like. Everything. Mm-hmm. Mwah.